You're listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience, behind the scenes of household staff. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Staffing at, at Tiffany's Experience. I am your host, Tiffany Kinder, always joined by my co-host, Director of Placement, Andrea Brudig. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Tiffany. I am excited that we're going to be talking about contract negotiations today and sharing some case studies of real-life events that have happened and just really dive into the real-world showcase that shows our expertise in navigating household staff challenges, negotiation contracts, and really just uncovering creative solutions. As some of you know, I have been doing contract negotiation now for 26 years. Both me and Andrea, I feel we just bring a unique edge to the table. We are definitely go-to experts in motivation and thinking out of the box and working with candidates and clients to make really successful matches and navigate contracts within strategies, but just really understanding like what drives people. Our last podcast was on languages of appreciation, and we talked about what motivates candidates and and how to have retention and how it kind of mirrored love languages and and what's motivational to candidates. But today, we're going to talk about stories where our creative twists led to details and deals that everyone was just happy and left smiling. It's really not about winning. It's about making everybody happy and everybody's a winner. And I guess just join in as we spill secrets to our success of making deals and keeping everyone happy in the world of household staffing. So I thought that we could just start by talking about case studies of how we unraveled certain dilemmas that really, if you looked at it from the surface, the contract was was dead in the water. Nobody was going to be happy. They really wanted a candidate and that candidate really wanted to work for them. And on surface level, it just didn't look like it was going to work out. But we thought of things out of the box and and made them happen. So the first one, it was a nanny. We'll just call her Rachel. She had declined an offer due to financial concerns and the perceived inflexibility of the Monday through Friday schedule that was initially proposed in our offer letter. So we talked to Rachel, had a detailed conversation with her, understanding her motivations, her challenges, why she's not able to accept the offer. And what we uncovered was she had a commitment to a family she was currently working for that had quite a bit of flexibility. And nobody nobody knew that. So I said to her, what if this client has some flexibility as well in their schedule? And we could work out a situation where you could stay with your current family and you could also work for this for this family because the family, our client, they needed about 30 hours a week. And the family that she was currently working with was transitioning her out because they, they just didn't need her full time anymore. But after talking with her, she told me that the family would like to keep her on just, you know, very part time. So we had a solution. We restructured the offer to accommodate Rachel's existing commitment while adjusting the schedule and the compensation for the current family. And both parties happily accepted the revised terms and it was placed and everybody was very happy. I I don't know if you have anything to interject on that, Andrea, but that, that happens a lot. And so I'm just giving our listeners kind of a behind the scenes of how when you can ask certain questions and, and dive a little bit more into details where you can come up with creative solutions. Yes, I do. I really 
like how you presented the challenge, went into your approach, and then moved us to your solution. And I think that in these case studies, well, we could do this probably for hours and hours, but thinking outside of the box, finding that, sometimes I call it creative packaging or creative scheduling and making it a fit for all parties involved so that the placement can proceed versus back to the drawing board. And I actually have an example myself, um, an estate manager role. This was an estate manager role in the Midwest that I was working on. And I had sent out just a, a few profiles, two, three, to the principal. And this was spearheaded by the principal because they were having an estate manager outgoing and bringing in a new estate manager. So I was working with the principal. There was one profile in particular that I had sent that I really felt met all the bullet points and I could just see this being a successful placement. And for some reason, due to the information on the CV or the profile, right, the email that the principal received, the principal just was not seeing it as being a perfect match. They just were not, they couldn't find it on paper, let's say. Mm -hmm. I had worked with this estate manager in the past. I had placed this estate manager. So I had a little more than what the CV shows. And so I tried very hard to convince this principal just do the interview, be it phone, be it virtual. We don't have to go right to in-person, but would you just do this one? And, and, you know, I was met with a lot of resistance. And then finally, it wasn't but a day or two later, that principal contacted me and said, okay, you've done a lot for me, Andrea. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this one for you, but I guarantee you, I will not be hiring this candidate. But let's make a long story short. This candidate got the interview. I believe it was uh, virtual. And I got the phone call from the principal stating, we are moving from virtual to in-person at 3 p.m., like it's noon, right? They were that excited and that pleased that they took that virtual interview and asked the candidate, okay, can you come over same day? And well, we all love that, right? Let's not put seven days in between interview one and interview two. That's a little bit risky. So the candidate went over to the home and later that evening, I was able to draft the offer letter and everyone was happy. And so this is just an example of my slogan, objects in the mirror are never what they appear. We cannot judge a book by its cover. We try very hard to make our CVs, our profiles detailed, but sometimes our trained eye, our expertise, and the client having that little bit of willingness to listen to us or take, receive our suggestions is what made this win-win for everybody. Yes. I love that. And I, like I said, I do remember that. And that, that client is still very, very happy with that estate manager and um, has worked with us on other roles as well. So that is great. Yeah. I think you have a, a, a chef a chef case study. Oh, yes. Culinary twist. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We were working with a very talented chef. She had turned down the offer, citing salary concerns. We dove a little deeper into the conversation to explore about her passion and her interests, you know, learning about this candidate and what she enjoys to do. And I remembered that she really loved catering. She loved catering for events and she was a worker. I mean, she would work evenings, weekends. She loved her craft. You know, this was her world. Mm -hmm. 
And so when she turned down the offer, I spoke with the client and I said, do you guys do hosting or parties or events and things like that? And they said, oh my gosh, yes, we do a ton of that. And we hire out caterers for these events. And that's an extra cost of well. And I said, I'm not sure if you know, but this particular chef loves to do catering events and is very good at it and gave them more information on her skill sets with that. Lo and behold, they were just super excited to learn about that. That, of course, saved them money on having to pay for outside catering and just the headache that goes along with that. And everything was done in-house. So we were able to revise the offer, which was very happily accepted, just showcasing another creative solution to the financial challenge that was in the beginning. But in learning more about the candidate and asking more questions, we were able to make that connection, getting a little bit more creative. When somebody says, no, it's not going to work, when we know our client really liked that candidate, we can dive into it more to find out how we can make it work on both ends. Right. Flexibility is key. Sometimes it's, I can do 4.5 out of the five-day work schedule. So there's that half day where candidate has another commitment and we find out from our client, it's okay. Sometimes hours, tasks, and even salary, these things are more negotiable than we realize. And so, right, we have to take that time and really listen and hone in as to what can we do here to get the client exactly what they want and also advocating for our candidates. Exactly. A lot of our clients, you know, they're hiring multiple roles. Sometimes they're looking for another candidate through us. Other times, you know, we're working with them on one search. But another case study example is where these hybrid roles do come into play, where we had a client needing a housekeeper. Again, it came down to not meeting salary requirements of what they were looking for because this particular client also needed to hire an assistant, a personal assistant, and wanted this other person they were going to hire to do errands and grocery shopping and some personal assistant work. And we explored the housekeeper's work history and skills in detail. And we uncovered the fact that she worked for another client as a housekeeper and a personal assistant. So in those bullet points, we saw skill sets of the duties that the client was looking for on the personal assistant side. So when she was working for another client, she started out as a housekeeper. But over time, there was such great rapport the, the family that she was working for kind of turned her into a housekeeper slash assistant. And she was doing all the bullet points that this client was also looking for and was going to hire another person for. So our solution is we revised the offer to combine the housekeeping role with the personal assistant duties, which she had the skill set in already. And the offer was swiftly accepted. Everybody was happy. So again, another creative solution, thinking out of the box and making both sides happy. And what speaks volume to this is truly your 26 years of doing this full-time. This is not a part-time career for you or I. We are both full-time at what we do. And my 20 years of doing this full-time, that this is where we learn from our experience. And some of the newer agencies, or I say younger agencies, and I mean younger in longevity of staying in business, it's that slogan of 
we can't stay in business 26 years if we're not doing something right. And there's all kinds of components or four legs to the table, or maybe eight in this case, where we have that experience and we have that background. And this is our profession. This is, we are experts. What makes us experts is a lot of the work we've put in, the research, the experience, and doing this day after day after day, all day. And lots of different scenarios. And that really helps us. And many of our clients recognize that when they begin working with us, they can tell that we didn't just start this a month ago. So I think that's a big part of it. It is. And also, you know, some clients come to us and they had a bad uh, situation, maybe doing it on their own, pulling their hair out. It, it didn't work out there. Or, or maybe they worked with another agency that just, it didn't work out. And so we've had this, Andrea, and you know, they then they come to us and they're like, how are you going to make this work? Because we, we've went through so many candidates. We've tried this. It didn't work before. And when somebody wants to, like I just had described a hybrid role where the housekeeper also was talented and did have the true skill set of personal assistant experience. What I do tell clients though, is when you're trying to make this work and they don't have the skill set and experience, but you're trying to make dollars work for you. So you're trying to say, okay, now I don't have to hire two people. I can pay them what they want. And everybody, it seems like everyone's going to be happy. That can be a real nightmare because they're saying they'll do the job, but they really don't have that skill set. Then you hire them on. They're probably, yes, they're great at the housekeeping, but they're just dropping the ball on the, on the personal assistant side of things. So all of these roles that we place, these are skill sets that our candidates have. And with staffing at Tiffany's, we only refer candidates and work with candidates that are at the top of their game, that have the experience and the verifiable references to say, yes, she did an amazing job at this because, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they can give us examples. So anybody listening, if you're trying to hire somebody to do multiple hats, you want to make sure that they really can do it. So when, I do, right. when I'm telling about these case studies, I'm not just saying I made it happen because I put them together and now everybody's happy with the salary. That's not what I'm saying at all. I am saying when we have a candidate that can absolutely do more and it maybe it's not on their resume, it's something that we know because we take the time to understand our candidates and, and, their, and their background and their skill sets. And a lot of times we've worked with them before, like you just said, you, you knew this candidate, you've placed that candidate before and, and you, you knew what they were bringing to the table. Yes. And what I heard you describing a little bit was what I call agency shy, right? So a potential client or a new client of ours has had a, a pretty bad experience with a different agency. We don't ask which agency. Sometimes they like to tell us and it doesn't matter. They had a bad experience. And so sometimes for me, that's my favorite task is to turn that experience around and show them that one bad apple doesn't have to ruin a bunch or that not all agencies are like that or let staffing at Tiffany show you what can be different. And so I like that working with someone that's a little what I call agency shy. And the other component of that is a client that will come to us that has spent months and months on a DIY do-it-yourself site. And that is a daunting task. There is for sure a needle in the haystack. There is for sure a gem, but it is a daunting task that takes so much time and energy that not everyone has the time, the energy, 
or the capability to do. So then they'll come to us and said, okay, I surrender. I'm hiring an agency. I need the best of the best. It doesn't matter what the fees are. I can't do this anymore. I'm pulling my hair out. We hear this all the time. So agency shy DIY site search that didn't produce because it's it's challenging. It can be done. And we can't even be compared to that. And when they learn about our boutique services, they're ready to try something different. And then the fun part is when we successfully complete the placement and everybody's so happy. And, and a lot of the clients will call and say, what can I do? What can I do to, you know, thank you. And sometimes, you know, we might say, well, you could write us a testimonial, but I like to say, you know what, the biggest thank you you can give us is your referrals. And sure enough, within a month or two or three, someone calls and says, I was referred by. Right. And then I say, aha, that's that client <laughs> that was agency shy. Right. And now here we go with a thank you gift of a referral. And the great thing with, uh, with our agency is we do work with clients throughout the entire United States. So I just had a, a referral recently. We had just great rapport. We came through, we placed a wonderful candidate with this client. They were so happy. And then they referred their friend in Virginia that was pulling their hair out, like you just said, and we're just really off to a great start. Everybody feels like they're in good hands. So yeah. And this episode is more on when this offer letter comes out and the candidate says, no, what can we do to revise that offer letter to make it a yes? But like with the other episode that we did on languages of appreciation, that is more on retention. So we're talking about if they're interested in quality time and they want time with their family, instead of giving them a raise, you could give them more PTO and they would they may be more excited about that. So this episode is more on getting to the finish line, but getting there in creative ways when there is a hard stop. Where that's when the the candidate says no to the offer. Well, and first of all, let's point out that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't because we we know how to write offers because we we ask the questions, but every once in a while. But when it does, it's not always about salary. And so that's where we can dig a little deeper and find out what we can adjust in the offer letter to have it win-win for everyone. Right. And some of our clients, it's not even necessarily about money. They don't want a bunch of people in their home either. So if we can come up with a creative solution where one person can do the job of two really, really well, then you know that's a win as well. There's another case study that um, I remember, let's just call her Christine. She's a nanny and she... The family had already stretched with what they were going to offer this this nanny candidate, who was by far, you know, a very top tier candidate. I mean, she was amazing. When she said no, this client, like, actually, the mother was in tears. I mean, she was so sad, and it, it just, she just thought it was dead in the water, and we we're going to have to move on, and she didn't want to. But I explored a little bit of her background and discovered her past experience as a piano teacher. Also recognized her passion for cooking, which me and the the nanny candidate, Christine, we talked about that a while in great detail because she also said, wow, you know, your agency is so interesting because you're full domestic staffing. And maybe in another life, I would like to be a chef. You know, I've never went to school for it, but I have such a passion for cooking and, and all of this. So we proposed a revised offer that not only addressed the pay concerns, but also leveraged her talents. So it included 
where so this family was already paying for piano lessons. They also were doing a ton of DoorDash and just a ton of like quick meals. And they, they, you know, their family life was just extremely busy. So we revised it and included the nanny to do piano lessons and also the nanny to do meal preparation as part of the responsibilities. And it just really turned into such an enriching role for the nanny. The family happily accepted my revised offer that I put together and they have this nanny. Yeah. I mean, this is over five years ago. This nanny is still with the family, um, just an integral part of the family and they love her. It's such a win-win because she is creating like all this great food. And sometimes I get texts of the pictures of the food. I mean, I've even gotten a te- from the from the nanny. She's like, this is so fun. And like, I've even gotten some pictures from the mom of the little girl and her at the piano. And it's just, it's so cool. So sometimes when a no is a no, it could actually, like th- this story, it's like, well, what else, what other skill sets do you have? And what, what do you need? And it could turn into something really beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So yep. successful negotiation and creative solutions can lead to long lasting mutually beneficial relationships. I think we can wrap up this episode, but I hope that this has really helped people think out of the box and understand that just because a first offer is declined, that there's always hope to revise it to make it beneficial for everyone involved. Yes. And as usual, if any of our listeners have any questions or would like to talk about this any further, please reach out to us via email, via phone, or visit our website at staffingattiffany's.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's experience. Please share our podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. Visit us at staffingattiffany's.com.